Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Glory to God. Do you know, do you realize that right now, this very moment, this moment, you're in the presence of God? This very moment, you're in the presence of God. Jesus is here. The Holy Ghost is going to do His work. Glory to God. So you're not alone. If you're thinking that, that's a lie. So you got to determine that you're going to discern between the truth and a lie. The devil never comes to you and tells you, I'm going to tell you a lie, now believe it. He'll try to convince you that it's the truth. You're not alone. He said he'd never leave you, fail you, or forsake you. So you're not forsaken. You're not alone. Listen carefully. I want you to, I want you to pay attention right here. If you have a feeling of loneliness, don't agree with it. Don't you dare agree with that because you're agreeing with a lie. I want to throw another one at you. Don't call fear yours. I get some of the intentions of songwriters in Christendom. But they'll make statements like my fear. Fear was never, ever meant. You were not created for fear. It was never meant for you to believe it, receive it, or act upon it. Fear doesn't belong to you. Gave you a perfect verse of scripture. God, God, who? God. God hath not given us a spirit of fear. So why would you call it yours? You believe the lie. Now the reason why I know so much is I, I have these things come up against me too. I've had to talk to myself like that. My knees were knocking. (laughs) Palms were sweaty and almost hyperventilating. Hello. God's not giving me a spirit of fear. I'm not going to agree with this. That's what you call fighting the good fight of faith. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I think we'll just wait a little bit, Richard. Okay? Father, I thank you right now. Glory be to Jesus. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you that you're here. Now, Lord, I declare 
in faith that not one person will leave here the way they came. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. If you're here for the very first time, I want to just tell you, thank you for being with us. I'm glad that you're here. I trust that this will not be the last time. If you're searching, and that includes those that are viewing by live stream, if you're searching, today we declare that your search is over. Because once you truly meet Jesus, I'm not talking about get religious. Once you truly meet Jesus, you won't be searching for anything else because He satisfies everything. Amen. So we just want to make you welcome. Glad you're here. Amen. Let's give them a, let's give them a hand clap. If you're here in the auditorium at the close of the service, if this is your first time, we want to give you a gift just for you. And we thank you for being here. All right? Glory to God. We're going to dismiss our 180 at this moment. 180 is our youth ministry. And uh, they go into, they come in here with our praise and worship. And then they go into their, uh, uh, I thank God for all of our youth. I really do. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, the next time you say, the next time you say that I don't know what's wrong with our young people, I just want you to remember they're not all like that. And more and more, we're, gonna, we're reaching them. More and more, more and more, more and more. The Word of God's reaching them. Amen. Glory to God. All right, we're going to talk about overcoming faith. Faith that overcomes. 1 John chapter 5, verse, uh, verse 4 says... This is the victory that overcometh the world. Now that word world is very important. It's referring to a system. The world system is made up by fallen human nature. Okay? So it's a system that's inspired... By the devil. All right? Fallen human nature is the nature of the devil himself. That's why you got to, that's why Jesus came, is to save you from that. And there is a system that's set up that's based on, listen carefully, lies. Here again, the devil doesn't come to you and tell you, I'm going to tell you a lie now, believe it. Believing is the mechanism that God put up in your, that he created in your, in your makeup to where when you believe something, you hold it to be true. There's not a person in the sound of my voice that makes this statement. I'm going to believe a lie today. That's why when you do believe a lie, you feel violated and you distrust from that point on. Follow? Our system now has come to a head in this generation. Why? Because this system now is going to come out and manifest of the nature that it really has its roots in. It is the, listen carefully, this world system's Roots is in the lies of the devil. It is the spirit, listen carefully, of the Antichrist. 
And it's beginning to manifest. We live in the last days. And you need to come to grips with that. Because if you don't come to grips with it, none of the things that we're saying, you won't make sense of our society. America is broken. Because the systems have been manipulated and God wants to take America back to its foundation. Okay? And these systems cannot be trusted. Now, I don't care. It doesn't matter which system you choose. Economic system. It's broken. Because it's been manipulated for over 100 years. Okay? And it's been manipulated to steal purchasing power. You take the educational system. The educational system is broken in America. Now, I, I didn't say that, 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 you know, we've got teachers here that come to church here, so I'm not talking about, I'm talking about a system. You understand? A system. It's broken. Those that believe in the system are going to believe a lie. That system is manipulated not for your children to succeed, but to program them to believe the system. Now, I'm going to make a statement right here, and I please hear me. Please hear me correctly. We've been programmed to believe that higher education will guarantee a success. That is a bald-faced lie. That didn't make you successful. You follow? Let's take it out of the educational system. The medical system is broken. Because it'll make you have faith in technology. Technology alone will not heal you. Now listen carefully. I'm not talking about, I go, to, I go to a doctor. Went to a doctor here a couple of weeks ago. Went through the blood test and all that kind of stuff. I do that probably annually. So we're not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a system. Everybody say a system. The system is motivated by something other than health for individuals. If that's not the case, then why are the doctors having to be restricted on what they can say to you? I'm going to be real blunt right here about that. The vaccine didn't work. Now, you, you, you don't have to agree with me. You have a right to be wrong. <laughs> Didn't work. If it worked, then why do you need, need four and five of them? I guess I better move along. The religious system has broken. So you thought I was going to just pick on things... 
You know that I'm not involved in. What you don't realize, I'm involved in some of these. The re religious system has been broken because that system has been based on a lie. When you've got AI in Germany that does a whole service with someone that's not real on the screen, that's what they think. That's what they think of what you believe spiritually. In fact, one of the AI perpetrators has already said, we plan on altering religious belief. And people go on there, just like we can't think. They go in there, have a 40-minute service. You can tell AI is not doing that here. <laughs> 40-minute service on a subject matter that the individual that's on the screen is not even real. They referred to it as avatar. It's really a bot or a robot. They call them bots today. And it's someone that's not even real. That can't believe. So you're having someone that's up there that is a fallacy and the people behind it are hypocrites. The system is broken. Now, we're going to get into the good news. The good news is it doesn't matter which system you choose. They're all broken. Political system's broken. You can't even trust it. Political system's broken. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't some honest, truthful people in each one of these systems that are working to change things. That's not what we're talking about. You follow? I'm talking about the system. Please hear me. The system. <clears throat> All of these systems are broke and are not worthy to be trusted. So what is worthy to be trusted? There's only one thing worthy to be trusted. You know you can't even trust yourself. How many of you have a problem with self sometimes? I say it this way, the biggest mountain you're ever going to move is you, yourself. So, understand, you can't even trust yourself. How many of you ever made a promise to yourself and broke it? You don't raise your hand. You better raise your hand and your feet. I won't eat that second piece of apple pie. You not only ate the second piece, you ate the whole pie. Okay, so what is worth being trusted? What's the only, only thing that can, and I don't like to use the word thing, but I'm using it when we come to systems. The only thing that has been true for all generations and will be true from here throughout eternity, only one thing, it's the word of God. And here's a reason for that. The word, listen carefully, God chose the system 
of words. He chose that. And words are containers. Words contain something. So if we use words like containers, that means there's substance in that container. It's meant to carry the essence of what's being said. Okay? So God's word, this is what Jesus said. I didn't say this. Jesus said this in in John's gospel. He said, if you continue in my word, you'll be my disciples and you will know the truth and that truth will set you free. If you continue in my word, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free is the way it puts it. Make you free in the King James. Make you free. It's found in John chapter 8, I believe. Okay? So you have to continue. Why? Because God chose a system of words. That when he says something, the essence of what he's saying is in that word. We'll say it another way. The essence of his being and all that he is is in the word that he spoke. Do you you understand? In the beginning, in the book of Genesis, when confusion and darkness and chaos was everywhere, the Bible says, the spirit moved and God said, he spoke a word. And this is what he said, let there be light. Another way of saying it, or another translation says, light be. He wasn't speaking to the elements, let. Like is, you know, I'm begging you, please let. No, he said, light be, and light was. Why? Because when he said, light be, the word that came out of his mouth had substance in it, And the substance was him. God is light, John says. So when God said, let there be light, the substance of of himself was in that word. That word contained the essence of God's being. And it was spoken out of his mouth. And when it did, it caused the light to shine out of darkness. You you follow? God believes what he says. Let me say it another way. God holds his word to be true. He doesn't speak anything that he doesn't believe. Where would we be if we were like him? Okay. God operates through faith. Now, be careful right here, because many people put faith and believing in the same category. They are not. Faith is a substance, Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is a substance. Believing, listen carefully, believing 
is something you do because you're created the way God is. You follow? And you're holding it to be true. You hold it to be true. Okay? Now the person in here would say, I hold a lie to be true. The reason why you believed it, you thought it was the truth. How many of you have ever believed a lie? You don't raise your hand, your feet right now. You're lying to yourself. And when you, when you prove it, whatever you believed, and it turns out not to be true, guess what? You're hurt. You're frustrated. And you recoil. You never have to do that from God. You do it with people. You do it with systems and so on and so forth. God is always to be trusted. Because every word that he speaks is the essence of his being. God, listen carefully, uses faith himself. Now think, think about that. He uses faith himself. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That word substance is a very important word because that word substance not only means substance, but it means essence. And it also means person. Hebrews 1.3 says, Jesus, who being the brightness of God's glory, the expressed image of God's person. That word person is the same word substance that's used in Hebrews 11.1. 1. So we can say it like this. Jesus in the brightness of God's glory and the expressed image of his substance. Now think about that for a moment. Everything that Jesus did on the earth was the expressed image of the substance of God or the essence of God. So faith, Bible faith, not human faith. Human faith is very fickle because it puts its trust in how I feel. God kind of faith puts his trust, your trust in what God said. Because when God said it, the essence of his being the essence of his person was contained within that word. Now, I, I'm, going, I'm, I'm going real slow right here. I got some verses I really want to go to. But I'm giving you a little, little foundation before we take off like a rocket. Okay? So when, we talk, when the Bible talks about faith, he is not talking about human faith, which can't, listen carefully... You can put confidence or trust in a lie. But God cannot. Because every word spoken is the essence of his being. Does that make sense to you now? The essence of his being. So when he says, listen carefully, when he says, by my stripes you are healed. 
the essence of God's being is contained in that promise. Why did he say that? Because he is the healer. Now listen very carefully. When you get, that's why when you get to heaven, there won't be any, there won't be any broken systems there. Why? Because the only system that's based on totality of truth is the word of God. So when you get to heaven, there won't be no need to be healed because the essence of God's being dominates that area in heaven. All of it. Do you follow me? It dominates the kingdom of God. So when God tells you to do something and your fallen human nature feels inadequate, that inadequacy is a lie to what God told you to do. He said, well, I can't do that. I I can't do that. No, you're agreeing with a lie. You're agreeing with a lie. When God says to do something, He's telling you to do it because the very fact that He told you to do it means the essence of his being is there to perform it through you. How many of you know Jesus said to forgive? Forgive and you shall be forgiven. But I I can't, Pastor Ronnie, I can't. I can't. Most people sit on their I can'ts. They always got to butt in. There's only one person that can butt into my life, and I love it when God butts in. But all the rest of it is something we set on. I can't. If God said do it, you can do it. Because of the very fact he told you to do it. Now, you may have to forgive without feeling at the moment. We ain't talking about feeling. We're talking about faith. So you may have to forgive by faith. Lord, I choose by faith to forgive them. And the next time their ugly face shows up, (laughs) Lord, I choose by faith to forgive them. Until you get your feelings in line with the truth. Are Are you hearing that? Because God's system is different. God's system is the only thing that can be relied upon. Everything else is a fallacy and a lie and will eventually fail. It may look good for a short period of time, but in the long haul, it's going to fall apart. So when God talks about faith, He's not talking about human confidence because that is very fickle. Y'all know what fickled means, don't you? It means you can't be relied upon. You, you don't know what side of bed your feelings are going to get up on in the morning. Have a good night's sleep, you're going to wait. Woo, man, it's going to be a wonderful day. Didn't get but two hours worth of sleep and toss and turned all night. Oh, dear God, it's already daylight. <laughs> See, you based, you based your day on how you felt. God doesn't base your day on that. He bases it on what he said. This is a total different concept. Okay. 
Y'all still love Jesus? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Thank you, Lord. What overcomes this system? This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Notice that phrase. You can turn there in the King James you want to. Our faith. Why did he why does does John put our faith there? Because our faith means God's faith that we receive as our own. Now I'll prove it to you here in just a second. That's that's come from believing him. That comes from believing him. Wow. I'm just going to uh, give, give, you their, <clears throat> give you this. For with the heart man believeth. You believe with your heart. But that doesn't mean you trigger the God kind of faith. The way you trigger the God kind of faith, your heart's always believing. You believe I'm going to let you out in 40 minutes. Your heart's always believing. No, that's hope. That ain't even believing. That's a wish list. (laughs) Your heart's always believing. It's always wanting to accept, looking for truth to embrace. That's the reason why our society is so sick. It's embraced lie after lie after lie. And guess what? It embraces it as the truth. And and because it embraces it as the truth, our society doesn't have enough sense to come in out of the rain. It doesn't have any sense. It's amazing to me that there are some things that even animal nature tells humanity and humanity won't receive it as truth. Won't receive it as truth. Because it believed a lie. You follow? Because your heart's always believing. You know who we believe the most? You know who we believe the most? We believe everybody else but God. We believe our own emotions. And so now, even physiologically, we contradict with our emotions. We contradict the truth with our emotions and we believe it versus the truth. Are you following me? Now, I know I'm I'm taking some time talking to you now. I'm not preaching just yet. I'll let you know when we hit that gear. You'll probably know because I'll burn rubber. But I'm trying to help you to see something in understanding. You have to understand things. You got to discern. And the Word of God is the only thing that can help you to discern the lies of the devil from the uh, from the truth of God's Word. It's the only thing. I've lied to myself. And God had to have Zona speak the truth to me. I didn't appreciate it at the time. Everybody, everybody wants everybody to believe the truth. 
except when the truth comes knocking on your door. It comes knocking on your door. Truth is just brass. It just, it just knows. It just knows that it knows that it knows. And it has a way of waking you up. When the heart man believeth unto righteousness. Now if you believe the word of God, it's unto righteousness. If you believe the lie of the devil, it's to unrighteousness. Okay. Now go with me to Habakkuk chapter 2. I want to go there. We're going to cover this one more time. How do we combat this, Pastor Ronnie? What's the answer to it? There are four verses of Scripture in the Bible that makes this statement. The just shall live by faith. Now remember, we're talking about God's kind of faith. The just. That word just we can put it like this. The qualified. The qualified. If you're justified, you're qualified. Okay? The just shall live by faith. Okay? Hebrews, I mean, Habakkuk chapter 2 is the first place that it shows us. The other three are in the New Testament. Listen to what it says, Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. I will stand upon my watch. I will stand upon my watch. How many of you know this is your watch right now? How many of everybody says, not on my watch, that ain't going to happen on my watch. What are you talking about? That means you're here, you're, you're present on earth. So my watch on earth, I will stand on my watch and set upon the tower. That word tower there, listen carefully, means a fenced place like a fortress. But I want to use it from the standpoint, fence. In other words, my life on my watch on planet earth I'm on the fence. And I am protecting what I believe. I'm protecting it. It's a fortress, but I'm on the fence. Okay? Watch carefully. And I will set myself upon the fence and watch, pay attention, observe, to see what he will say unto me. Now when that says, see what he'll say unto me, means when I am arguing with him. How many of you have ever, ever had a yell but God and you're arguing with him? The rest of you hadn't even been talking to God then. Because I promise you, if you'll be honest with God, there will be some time in your, in your life that you're going to be arguing with God because you're on the fence about a decision. You don't know what to believe. Your feelings are jerking you in one way and the opinions of others and the world, the flesh and the devil's pulling you this way and God's word is telling you to go this way and you're at a crossroads. You're at a crossroads. Okay? 
And listen, this is not just a one-time shot. Okay, where you, you make a decision and it's over. You know, some people say, well, I came down here and I gave my heart to Jesus. I came down to the altar and I confessed Him as my Lord. That's a one-time shot and people think that's it. Listen carefully. I want to make sure you hear this. You are saved if you ask Jesus into your heart. You are being saved on a daily basis. What are you being saved from? The lies of the devil that you're on the fence on, that you believed before, and now God is telling you something different. So you're being saved on a daily basis. And then you will be saved because you're going to get a brand new body. Everybody here? Okay. So it's not just a one-time shot. As a Christian, and making Jesus, you know, asking Him to come into my heart, change me from the inside out. Guess what? There's been many times I've been on the fence because my emotions is jerking me over here. The opinions of my buddies is jerking in the same direction. And God says, no, I told you to do this. You want to know why religion is broken? It's because we've come to church and had nothing more than entertainment sessions and calling them sermons that we did not apply to in our lives on an everyday basis. Your salvation is not what we do on Sunday morning. Your, listen, the only reason why we gather together as a church is so we can be equipped to follow God and not the world, the flesh, and the devil. Because those systems are broken. You still love Jesus. And he says, I will watch, observe what he will say to me when I'm arguing with him. And what shall I answer in this argument when I'm reproved, when God shows me to be wrong? Or another word for reproof there is correction. And the Lord answered me. God says, he answered me. God will answer you. But when he answers you, it will always be the truth. And truth can be raw sometimes to your feelings. Can, can you get that? I got news for you. If you're here today and you believe you really are the opposite sex and you were born a male or you were born a female, you believed a lie, my friend. You believed a lie. And that lie that the devil's perpetrating on you is going to give you trouble here on earth all your days. Because it's a lie. Everybody else can see it, but you can't. That's the way a lie is. Woo! Getting quiet. I told you I was going to burn rubber. Watch carefully. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. God's got a vision for you. He said, Make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. Okay. God says, Write the vision. Make it plain on the tables. Where is he saying write this vision in? On tables. 
He's talking about not paper. He's talking about the table of your heart. God wants to write a vision that he has for you on your heart so that you can read what's in your heart from believing the word of God, which is the truth. And you can run with that vision. Glory to God. And that makes me excited. There's hope for short guys that are gringos. I never pictured myself up here. I never pictured that. I'm glad that God butted into my plans. You better pray he butts into yours. Woo, hallelujah. Getting quiet out there, but I'm, I'm, I'm oh man. He said, write the vision. Make it plain upon the tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for appointed time. And at the end, it shall speak or be fulfilled and won't lie. Though it may tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come and will not tarry. Now stop right there. Don't read any, any more than that right there. He wants to write it upon the tables of our heart. You write this, write this verse down. Psalms 45.1. He told him to write the vision down. Where does he want to write it? In our hearts. What do we believe with? Our hearts. Why? Because he wants you to believe the truth. Now how do you write it upon your heart? How do you write it upon your heart? Psalms 45 verse 1. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Your what? Tongue. What's he saying? Faith has to be in two, two actually, well, I'm going to give it to you in just a minute. It has to be in two places. We've heard this statement before. It has to be in your heart, but how do you get it in your heart? Because it's got to... It has to be in your mouth so it can be written on your heart. So what are you doing when you're getting up where confession brings possession? Listen carefully. What does confession possess? Whatever you repeatedly say over and over again captivates your heart. You go into their direction of your most dominant words. If you make this statement, that just scares me to death, and you've repeated it over and over and over again, guess what? No wonder your heart fears half the time because you have written it upon your heart. Are you following? Now, if that holds true in the negative, why couldn't we take that with the Word of God and write it upon the tables of our heart? This is going to be increasingly important in our day and age. 
Because the systems around us are broken. You cannot put your trust in them, but you can put trust in the Word of God. And when it's written upon your heart, when the pressures of these systems that are broken come against you, then you can take what's written upon your heart to be the truth. You act upon it and you can bypass the system. That's why he said, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. How come it's our faith now? Because you, you have now taken the Word of God, written it upon your heart, you have confessed it until it's in there, and when the pressures of the system come, you overcome it and succeed anyway. Woo, man. If you come here for somebody to pat you on the back and feel so, you poor little thing, you... Uh-uh, not here. We're giving you the answers. Glory to God. We're not just wanting you to feel comfortable in your misery. We're overcomers. We're victors. We're not victims anymore. We're not small-minded, puny thinking. God's expanding the way we think. The Bible tells us in the book of Psalms, as a man thinketh, so is he. You can think with your heart or you can think with logic that's been programmed by this system. It's up to you. Glory to God. I have no doubt this is going to be my prosperous years. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. All right, Lord, if you'll let me in a minute, I'll do that. If you'll let me. Listen to this. Verse 4 is very important. Everybody say, my tongue is about ready to write this on my heart. That's why you need to get up in the morning. Say it throughout the day. Confession is not trying to make an impression on somebody else. Confession is about making an impression upon yourself. You don't have to have everybody to hear it agree with it. doesn't matter. Zona and I say all the time. We are blessed. We have more than enough to put in store, and we have multi-millionaire status. Well, Brother Ronnie, do you, are you a multi-millionaire? By faith. The substance is working. The essence of God's being is. So you ain't going to hear us talk about poor mouth. God supplies all of our needs and wants, listen carefully, according, 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 not according to the bankrupt banking system, according to His riches and glory. And nobody has calculated that. 
Do you know what the Bible says in the book? I believe it's in the book of Psalms. That just here on earth, God's got cattle on a thousand hills. All the cattle on a thousand hills belong to Him. That's just here on earth. We ain't talking about the taters that are grown on those hills. We ain't talking about the oil that's underneath those hills. That's just on a thousand hills. But he says, according to his riches and glory. You say, Pastor Ronnie, can we really, can we really? Yes, you can. But you're going to have to change the way you think so you can rewrite your heart. This system is not designed for you to have enough. It's designed to keep you a slave. And listen, what I'm telling you right now is not, we got people in the economic world that are saying this, finally agreeing with God. I got news for you. The American dollar is fixing to go through a big change. Big change. The biggest change probably over 120 years. And if you don't get your mind, you're going to, it's going to scare the freak out of you. Because you won't understand what's going on. But I got news for you. This is the time to prosper. Watch this. Verse 4. Behold his soul. Talking about the guy that wanted to argue with God. Which is lifted up is not upright in him. This guy's on the fence. His soul. The way, that word soul has to do with the way you think. The way you reason. His soul is lifted up within him. He thinks he's got it all together. And that he could dare argue with God. And his soul is not upright. It has to do with pride. Now listen very carefully. Every person, every person born into the earth with the exception of Jesus himself is born with this pride problem. Every person. Jesus came to save you from that nature. That nature of pride is the nature of the devil that got him cast out of heaven because he lifted up himself above God. Are you following? And so that's why God says, you gotta, if you'll humble yourself, I'll exalt you. If you'll listen to me, you'll be exalted by my word. But if you won't listen and you're going to be prideful yourself, you got, God will stand, listen, here's the thing. I heard a preacher say this years ago, and it just stuck with me. Here's the thing. As long as you think you got it together and you can handle it, God will stand there and let you. God's very patient. He'll let you run up against a brick wall and keep butting your head until it's bleeding. He'll let you, he'll let you do it. 
Now, he's wanting you to do it, but you won't listen. How many of you have parents ever tried to tell your kids anything? Well, then you ain't a very good parent if you hadn't tried to tell them. You tell them, and they just, they're just determined to go, just, okay. That's the reason why we don't get shook up. The lie is going to prove itself to be a lie pretty soon. Are you, are you hearing? That's why you and I need to be in, in, get this straight right now so that when the world comes to the conclusion that this has been nothing more than a lie, we have been lied to. They won't turn into rebellion, but they'll have a word revolution. Are you listening? A Holy Ghost word revolution is what God is setting up for our, our, our generation. Oh, 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 oh. oh, man. But, the latter part of this, but... The just, those that are qualified, those that are justified, shall live by his faith. Now, when it says his faith, he's not talking about our faith because the guy's, the guy's on the fence. So whose faith is he talking about? He's talking about God's faith. The just shall live by God's faith. Okay? Go with me to Galatians chapter 2. I won't be very long. But this is really important when we build this foundation. Galatians chapter 2. For time's sake, guys, just go ahead and go to... Uh, go ahead and go to the Passion Translation. Galatians chapter 2. We'll start with verse 16. You got it? Just flag me down, Ricky. I can't see you. It's coming. Be patient. It will surely come. Though it tarry, wait for it. It'll come and won't lie. <laughs> there it is. See, I told you. All right, verse 16. We know full well that we don't receive God's perfect righteousness as a reward for keeping the law, in other words, the laws of do's and don'ts, but by the faith, now listen to this phrase, by the faith of Jesus. When God called, when you say, I, there is a faith, that means there's different kinds of faith. But when you say the faith, the only faith that God recognizes is the faith of Jesus. Are you, are you with that? By the faith of Jesus, the Messiah. His faithfulness. Now get this straight. Faithfulness is a byproduct of faith. They're one and the same. Just like butter is a byproduct of milk. You cannot have true... Now you can have margarine. But you can't have true butter without milk. Are you following me? So if you're operating in the faith of Jesus, you're living by His faithfulness. He 
He's faithful to keep His word. Are you faithful to believe it? By the faith of Jesus, the Messiah, and His faithfulness, not ours, has saved us. And we have received God's perfect righteousness. That means completed. We're not going around trying to get righteous. We are believing the right faith. We are believing the one who is faithful. That is completed. So when I say I am the righteousness of God in Christ because I chose to believe the true faithful one and what he says, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Not going to be. I am. Now we know that God accepts no one by keeping of, the, of religious laws. You got seven? There we go. If we are those who desire to be saved from our sins through our union with the anointed one, does that mean our Messiah promotes our sins if we still acknowledge that we are sinners? How absurd. For if I start over and reconstruct the old religious system, then I have torn down what the message, uh, I've torn down with the message of grace. Will appear to be one who turns his back on the truth. You see, your your whole deal is is to believe him. But because the Messiah lives in me, I now died to the law's dominion over me so that I can live for God. I'm going to say it a little bit different, with God. My old identity, this is really getting good right here. My old identity has been co-crucified with the Messiah. Jesus died on that cross, but so did the old Ronnie Allen. Glory to God. And no longer lives. He doesn't live anymore. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now the essence, remember the word essence? The person, the substance of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. My goodness. 
21. So that is why I don't view God's grace as something minor or peripheral. That peripheral means secondhand. When it comes to computers, your, the computer has something that is second. Let me tell you what it is. Your printer is peripheral. It's not the computer. Do you hear me? It's not the computer. It is second to the computer. In fact, the computer is what makes the printer work. Did you get that? My life in the favor of God now, in the influence of God living through me, the grace of God, is not something that should be looked at as peripheral. The, the printer is not the computer, and the printer is not first. You have to have the computer before the printer will work. You cannot have the printer to make the computer work. So this is first place. Y'all do get that, right? Well, y'all are a little slow. Okay. For if keeping the law could release God's righteousness into us, then the anointed one would have died for nothing. Now here's, here's what I want you to get. We're living by the faith of the Son of God. Do you know that Jesus went to the cross in faith? Everything he did was in faith. He said, whatever I hear my Father say, that's what I say. Whatever I see my Father do, that's what I do. Everything he did. And when the Father told him, and he, he was praying in the garden, he said, if there's another way, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. You know what he's doing? He heard the Father telling him, and he saw the cross. And he said, nevertheless, I'm going to do what you told me I could do. And listen to what Jesus said. No man takes my life from me. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it up again. This commandment have I received from my Father. Now, what was he saying? The same thing I told you earlier. If God says do something, you can do it. Because the very fact he said do it is the essence of God's being to equip you to do it. So when the father told Jesus, go to the cross, you're going to go to hell for three days, and you're going to rise again, you're going to take up your life again, when he said that, his flesh was trying to argue with him. Are you listening? Your flesh will talk you out of obedience to God. It'll come up with all kinds of excuses. You don't believe that? The next time you commit to reading your Bible daily, the devil's going to come up with all excuses. Well, I'm too tired. I'm too busy. Why does the devil tell you that through your flesh? Because he wants to talk you out 
of getting your head screwed on right so it can be written upon the tables of your heart and your life will be changed. We're almost through, believe it or not. Let me close with this. Pastor Zona mentioned something Thursday, and I wrote it down. She taught on the fundamentals of faith. There is a process to how faith works. The first thing is you got to hear it. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. The second is to speak what you're hearing. Jesus said, whatever I hear my father say, that's what I say. To speak what you're hearing from the scriptures. Are you following? That's the reason why we say when you have a need, there's already a promise to take care of that need. You're going to have to go find that promise. Let the Holy Spirit lead you to that promise. And then as, the, as you read it, then you're going to have to start saying it, saying it, saying it to yourself, saying it to yourself. That begins to write it upon the tables of your heart. The next step, hearing, speaking, now meditating. Meditate on it. Psalms 1. Meditate on the word day and night. This person shall be blessed in all of his doings because he meditates on it day and night. That's when it's being written upon the tables of your heart. The fourth of this process, listen carefully, the fourth is acting on it. Then you got to act like it's so when it don't look so. But you can't act like it's so if it hadn't been written upon the table of your heart. Because your emotions will override your understanding. It'll totally override it. Now listen very carefully to this part. If there's a failure in faith, it's a failure in this process. It's not the process that fails. We skipped or relinquished some area of this process. Some people say, well, I tried that faith stuff and it don't work. No, faith tried you and you don't work. You follow? Because the trying of our faith is through faith and patience. That they inherited the promise, the Bible says. So if there's a failure of my faith working, it's not the faith. It's where I try to shortcut the process. So faith didn't fail. I failed. Now this makes sense. Right here. How many of you believe that if I sowed a watermelon seed, I'm going to reap a watermelon? Now, I can't reap anything else. I can't, I can't reap tomatoes out of that. However, just because I planted that seed doesn't mean I'm going to get a watermelon. If I don't follow through with the process. 
Are you, are you seeing that? Because you've got to plant it. And in this 105, 10, 15, 150 degree hill, you ain't getting no watermelons if you don't water. Are y'all following me? But I planted the watermelon seed. Pastor Ronnie, I planted the watermelon seed. Pastor Ronnie, I planted the watermelon seed. But you didn't follow through with the process. You tried to water it once a month. Hello? You ain't getting no watermelons. And you can shake your fist at God all you want to. God, you failed me. God didn't fail nobody. If there is a failure of faith, it's in the process. Now listen very carefully. This is why it's very important that you and I understand this because our nation can be restored. It can be if we will put our belief in the Word of God, the only hope for America or anybody else in our generation is the truth of God's Word. It won't fail. I heard some people the other day that was trying to, uh, trying to tear apart what's coming with the next election. And, 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 and they were Christian-based. I just don't see that we, politically we've made any changes to keep the system from falling out. Listen, they thought the system was going to work in 2016. And God interrupted. Y'all don't remember that. And so I, you, you're saying that God, yes, God put Donald Trump in there. If that bothers you, Get that wild hair and use some hairspray. <laughs> I know what I believe about the upcoming one, but here's my point. My point is nobody and nothing is bigger than God and His Word. That's the point. God can make the, the, the whole systems freaked out. You can't trust any an, analyzation of any of it. When I, I listen to them, and they're good meaning people, and I, I'm not going to call their names, because if I did, they're over there analyzing it from a, lit, a, a legal and political standpoint. And I thought, the, you're telling me that you've already got the 2024 election already mapped out in your logic when nobody had it figured out in 2016. God shows us what He wants done. Our response is this. This is the victory that overcomes this broken system. Even our faith. Our faith is in God. Glory to God. Woo. I just had to say that. Father, I thank you.
that there's no individual, no individual in the sound of my voice that you can't save and deliver. Now, Father, I thank you that you help them get off that fence and give their whole heart to you. And Lord, even of those of us that have confessed you as our Lord, in the area of our healing, help us to get off the fence. In the area of our finances, help us to get off the fence. In the area of our family, help us to get off the fence. Help us to start believing you. Glory to God. For you're the God of might and miracles. And no set of circumstances is bigger than your word. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Right now, God is, God's spirit is moving, stirring. Glory to God. Now, if you haven't made Jesus a Lord of your life, God's calling you right now. He's drawing you by His Spirit. Make Him Lord of your life. Forsake the world, the flesh, and the devil. Turn your back on them. Turn your whole heart towards Jesus. He'll never leave you, never fail you, or forsake you. You'll never be alone again. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Just, just give, give this a, a second or two. Thank you, Lord. Because God's moving. His Spirit is stirring. If that's you here today, and you've been away from God, or you've never really made Jesus the Lord of your life, and you want to make him Lord of your life. You're, you're tired of being on the fence. You want the truth. If that's you, I just want you to put your hand up and put it back down. That's all I want you to do. Just put it up, put it back down. See that hand? See that hand? Glory to God, see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's somebody viewing by live stream that God's doing this right now. He's dealing with you. He's dealing with you as well. Glory to God. Now listen very carefully. Jesus made this statement. He said, if you'll confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father. But if you won't confess me before men, I can't confess you before my Father. So if you raised your hand, this is what I want you to do. I'm not going to bring you to the front. I just want you to stand right where you're at. Just stand up. Just stand up. Glory to God. Just stand right where you're at. Glory to Jesus. God's working right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. You that are viewing by live stream, I'm going to include, include you. Just stand where you're at. 
Let somebody see you do this. You won't be able to see. Why does he do this? Is he trying to embarrass you? No. What he's trying to do is get you to come out and take a stand. I'm off the fence. Glory to God. That's what he's wanting you to do. Now we're going to pray this with you. This is what we're going to do. We're going to pray this together. All of us. Say, Jesus, today, I crown you Lord of my life. In all areas. Spirit, soul, and body. I belong to you. I turn my back on the world, the flesh, and the devil. Today, I want everybody to know that's around me, Jesus Christ of Nazareth is my Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's, let's stand with them now. Let's, let's stand together with them. Father, we thank you. Glory be to God. Those that stood, I want to encourage you to go to the lobby at the close of the service. There'll be guest hosts out there to be, we want to give you some material. And I want you to read it. These are things to follow through with. We kind of want to, we, we want to help you take each step. We don't want this just to be a, a one-time shot. What we want this to be is an everyday life. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The miracle worker is here. Father, I, I speak healing. I speak it. In the name of Jesus, through the merits of the cross and the power of the resurrection of Jesus, I speak healing. I speak healing to the brokenhearted. I speak healing in the name of Jesus to the broken bodies and the malfunction of bodies in the name of Jesus. I speak it by the authority of the name that's above every name. I speak to your body I speak to your mind. I speak to your heart in the name of Jesus. Be made whole. Be made whole. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God's healing virtue is flowing right now. Glory to God. Miracles are being wrought. The supernatural going above and beyond what counseling, what doctors, what everything else can do. We're grateful for all the help they can provide. But Lord, we're like a woman with the issue of blood. We're touching the hem of his garment. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you for it. I thank you for it. I thank you for it. 
I thank you for it. Glory to God. I thank you for it. Now I want you to keep your eyes closed. I don't want you looking around when I make, make this statement. There are people here today that you've been struggling with your weight. And you've, you've looked at yourself in a poor image. Today, today, I declare that that image is broken. I speak right now by the authority of the name of Jesus. Your body will obey the word of God. And come in line with the weight that is normal for you. Now, Father, I also speak that you give them healthy appetites and deliver them from the wrong kind of appetites. <coughs> Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Just stay in His presence now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, listen... God has given you an example. This, this, God is using my voice. That's, I'm here to let Him use my voice. But the Spirit of God is saying something through me that you need to follow the example. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying and say it like Jesus heard the Father and said what He said. Every time you look in the mirror, every time you feel disgusted with yourself, you go to the mirror and say, that false image is broken. That lie over my body is being destroyed. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, you're talking about a freedom now. You're talking about a freedom. God wants to bring you into freedom. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, Father, right now, I declare freedom. Yes, Jesus. Freedom over social media. That is fed us lies. Somebody has been fed a lie. That's why I'm saying it. Mm. You're looking at things you shouldn't be looking at. And God wants, God's, His freedom, His deliverance is here. Oh, ta ta basa ta. Right now, the authority that the devils use to dominate you with pornography is broken. Because of the authority of the name of Jesus. 
the authority of His Word. That is not you. Get it counted as crucified with Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for pureness of thought. Glory to God. Purposely go to the Word of God and let Him begin to renew your mind. Read it. You don't, even if you can't even read it long, long, you know, numbers of chapters at a time, read it three or four times a day. Read you three or four verses every day. Every day, three or four times a day. Get your mind straightened out. Holy Ghost, burn those wrong images out of their mind. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God's good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And listen, you cannot blame me. I didn't preach this last 15, 20 minutes. This is all getting you delivered. So don't you go around saying, Pastor Ronnie's long-winded. If you all came perfect, I wouldn't have to preach near as long. I'm teasing you Glory to God. Father, I thank you as we leave this place. I thank you, Jesus, that your grace surrounds us like a shield, follows us wherever we go. We thank you, Jesus, that we hear your voice and the voice of another we will not follow. We thank you, Lord, you've given your angels charge over us, our families, our properties, and our goods. You've given us your name to use, which we invoke and we declare. There'll be no tragedy named among any of us. Father, we thank you that you fill us so full of your love that as we go into our everyday lives, we thank you, Lord, that every person we come in contact with, your love would ooze out of us and touch everybody we come in contact with with the truth of the gospel. In Jesus' name, everybody said Amen. amen. Find five people and give them a high five and say it was so good. I'm glad you were here to share it with me. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.